I'm Review Cultist. And I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And we're here to discuss those internet stories most creepy and most pasta. Tonight we have On a Lonesome Road. So, for those of you... <laughs> Sorry, could you keep that British accent up anymore? For that, light, that lighter uh, intro up in his mo- uh, anymore, so... Why were uh, you doing it? I don't know. Because I was didn't want to hurt my throat with the, uh, oh, hello. And I'll do it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, so so for those of you just tuning in, Creepasta Short Internet Stories, they're spooky, go Google it. Uh, and yeah, we're doing uh, On a Lonesome Road, which I'm not entirely sure how it made it on our queue. I, I'm, I'm, I, I looked... The other day, like when we were, when I was, when I sent it to you, uh, I was, uh, Mikey, um, I was like, where did this come from? And I went online, like I went on our, like through all the different like ways we get like uh, listener feedback and stuff like that, and nobody had replied. As far as I could tell, nobody has sent us this one. So then I went on to creepypasta.wiki and went to their like pasta of the month, um, like their backlog and stuff like that to see if it was maybe in there. No, it's not. So I don't know how, and I don't remember how I found this one at all. So, it's kind of odd why, how it made it out of our queue. Uh, I wonder if it was because of, uh, what was that one, 11 miles, or... Oh, maybe for when I was looking up that one, yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so, we'll, we'll dive right in. Oh, this one's by, um, MMPrat99, um, on creepboss.wiki, though they have a DeviantArt account as well. Um, there's no readings of it as far as I can tell. And so it's the, let's jump into it. The story starts off with, um, a quote by, or a quote from the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Um, I guess I can read it if you wish. Let me try. Okay. Yeah. And we'll, um, here's the quote. Yeah. Just because of the whole annoyance I had with this, but anyway. Okay. I've, I might as well quote the one that's in the story. Like one that on a lonesome road doth walk in fear and dread, and having once turned round, walk on, and turns no more his head, because he knows a frightful fiend doth close behind him tread. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how the story opens up, basically. Also, there's an image right beside that uh, quote in on the wiki page um, of a creepy hand tentacle thing, kind of like looping around and stuff. Um, sure, that has no bearing on the story at all. Um, and then it opens up with the story of um, Olivia um, on her on, on her bus route, uh, realizing that there was a post box or a mailbox um, on the road uh, on this lonely road that they're driving down um, in the fog and, and uh, of their town, some of that that she didn't notice on the way there. So it just suddenly appeared there on the drive back home from school. And she starts talking to her friends about it. And like, oh, they start basically mm-hmm. a conversation on the bus with all her friends. And they all have names. And I'm not going to name them because I yeah. can't remember them. Uh, uh, they, they all have names except for the Hawaiian girl. Who, yeah, who's just... Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Maybe she's just the new kid. And like, so like nobody really knows... I don't know. Maybe, but she has some... A lot of... A fair amount of dialogue for some Also some insight on, like, yeah. spooky stuff. It's like, oh, like, yeah. And they start, like, basically, like, talking about, like, oh, like, isn't... That's not that weird. Oh, it's kind of weird, isn't it? No, not really. Oh, it's just like that movie, The Fog. Or, like, that movie uh, where the ta- the coastal town is attacked by leprous ghosts in the fog. Um, and it's like, what? And they're, like, all like, oh, yeah. And like, well, so, like, this is some other creepy stuff that I have. That my, my dad uh, would show me and stuff. And here's some... Some things about like curses in uh, from the islands because I'm Hawaiian, <laughs> uh, and yeah, like that kind of stuff, like childhood, like children, um, uh, basically discussion of like on the bus, like to pass the yeah. time, and um, eventually she forgets all about the post box. Yeah. Uh, when she gets home, and then that night when she's dreaming, uh, she's back out on the lonesome road 
Uh, it's it's dark out except for the moon, uh, which is showing the only light that's out there. And it shows the the post box in the fog. And then she starts walking, and she starts hearing footsteps or some kind of like noise behind her, uh, like a shuffle, click click, or clack clack. Yeah. Um, and uh, she eventually turns around, sees nothing, but then turns to her side and realizes that something has been keeping t- keeping pace with her. And it's this skeletal hand with that ends with a tentacle that goes off into the t- into the fog. Um, and it lunges at her and like grabs her shoulder. And she, like, pulls it off and then just starts running. And then mm-hmm. I think that's when she wakes up. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like, just, yeah, wakes up in a cold sweat, like, like gasping. Um, like, things that she should probably lay off the junk food and uh, horror movies or monster movies uh, mm-hmm. before going to bed. But then goes to her window to check because it's raining outside. And she goes out and looks, or she looks out the window and she sees a post box that wasn't there before. And she opens up the window to get a better look, and she... No, it's just a post box. Okay. And then she closes it and goes back to bed. And mm. that's kind of where the story ends. Yes. Um, now, that was a pretty bare-bones um, <laughs> description light um, rundown, because this story is actually really well described. Like, there's a lot of good description in this story. Basically just describing all that, like that, that skeleton of a, um, of a rundown, mm-hmm. or plot points. Um, so I guess, uh, you had some issues with the, the quote, though? Yes, at the very beginning. Okay, so, uh, do right here. It is... Da, 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 da. The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Yeah. And it's about roads. Yeah. I did a Google search. Okay. And... The Wikipedia page is basically about a guy who goes out to sea. Yeah. And there's no mention of roads in. So where's this story? Where's this from? I have no idea. I wonder if it's by well, because it doesn't just say like it's a quote from the, you know what? Maybe it's not a quote from the uh, the rhyme of the, uh, the Ancient Mariner. Maybe it's just a quote from that like or like a poem or something like that that Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Um, did because he's mentioned like first and foremost, and then like comma the rhyme of the Intermariner, which you would assume is the poem that the quote's from. Yeah, but it isn't. Did you look? Did you look up the the quote at all? Like where it came from and stuff. Uh, looking for the actual quote. No, but I looked up the rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. And you read through it. And I read through what was on the Wikipedia page and did not find did it. Did not find it. Huh. That's interesting. If anybody listening would like to, you know, comment or send us an email regarding this quote and, like, where it came from, or, hell, the author, um, if they're listening to this, yeah, I'd be, like, interested in why you put a false quote, as far as we can tell. Yeah, uh, or, yeah, basically cited the wrong source or something. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of like, I mean, I'm, maybe it's by, like, Coleridge, like, maybe it's, yeah, like, a it, quote by... it like, could be... One of his poems, but it's definitely not the rhyme of the ancient mariner. So yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, that's odd. Because um, otherwise, like the problem, the otherwise I didn't really have a problem with the quote as being in the story yeah. because it actually matches like uh, perfectly almost. Yeah, which makes me think that it might have been created for the story, and then they're just adding that to lend credence to it when it's false no. credence yeah. and hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, because I don't know. Also, I mean, a quote prior to a story. Or, uh, trope. Ding! <laughs> also, a picture that follows a story. Ding, ding! <laughs> uh, achievement unlocked. Tropes, tropes, tropes. Check, check, check. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but at least in this one, they're actually, um, uh, they they're actually appropriate. They were either they made work. after, yeah. like, the image. Yeah. Or, potentially, the quote was inspiration for... The story. Yeah. But then again, misquoting. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, like that's... <laughs> hmm. Hmm. There's something afoot here. Anyway. Um, like I said, anybody out there, the author, a commenter, who's more knowledgeable about uh, Coleridge and his work, let us know if we're just completely missing it and we just didn't do enough Google Foo to uh, find it. Um, and if you do look up the Rhyme of the Ancient Matter, man, does it lend itself to being sung. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's such an awesome <laughs> rhyming poem. <laughs> Might have to check out A. See if there's anybody who's done like a cover of it. <laughs> um, I do have a, a couple of quotes here and some reactions to them. Uh, what about, uh, this one in regards to uh, Bertina Stoneheart. Um, one of Olivia's best friends, she sometimes got teased for her resemblance... Oh, no. Bertina Stoneheart is not... Wait. That's the Pound Piper character. That's the Pound Piper character. Sorry. Yeah. Um, just... Uh, who was, what was the character's name in the story? Uh, just quickly check. Madeline Hawthorne. Yeah, Madeline Hawthorne. Um, yeah, this, is, this quote is with regards to Madeline Hawthorne, uh, Olivia's best friend. Uh, one of Olivia's best friends, she sometimes got teased for her resemblance to the Pratina Stoneheart character on the Pound Puppies TV series. And then, so my reaction to that part was, okay, um, reference. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and, like, I kind of know, <clears throat> uh, I vaguely remember the show, so, uh, or wow. recall, like, seeing the show, so I kind of know where they met, who they meant by that, so... We have a like I guess a good like a, a fair description of what that character looks like, well, and then and, and then another, sorry just another quote that came up uh, like shortly after this is actually her talking to uh, Olivia, just an old mailbox, nothing unusual about that in this flea bitten ward of a beach town like this, and then her description of that is like well I can kind of get why you get that nickname, uh, Miss, because flea bitten. <laughs> <laughs> dog tra- like dog uh, slang <laughs> and I mean it's not really like a it's a slang I've heard before but it's just like it just seemed like a kind of appropriate for like why people will associate her to being like that character from Pound Puppies show <laughs> yeah um yeah uh, also just kind of weird dialogue like not offensive at all in this story but like just weird dialogue I thought anyway for Eleven or twelve-year-olds. Yeah, like very. Well, it's higher level. Yeah. Then I mean, there can be like higher. Like I mean, the, yeah, kids can like speak intelligently. Yeah, but, but it just seemed thing, really. Well, it seemed like somebody was writing uh, was writing dialogue from their from their age level to like, yeah. like saying that the age level the character was was a lot younger. Yeah, and this that's one of the biggest issues I have with the dialogue is that it doesn't feel like kids, well, talk. kids talking. Like, they're talking about the weather. Yeah. <laughs> they're talking about... I mean, they're talking about TV shows and movies and stuff they've seen. Yeah, and, like... TV shows and movies, but then the some of the movies and TV shows are more of the grittier, darker um, stuff that may or may not... Yeah, that's shown to the yeah. younger well, audience. Even if they weren't like, even if they weren't shown it, they would uh, like. I remember even when I was ten or eight or hell, yeah, like seven or eight or something like that. Even younger, I watched Poltergeist and like other like radar and radar yeah. horror movies that we had on our shelf because it was the summer. We were at our cottage. It was a rainy day. The parents were off at another cottage. We were gonna watch some horror movies. Like I was a, I, I so. <laughs> so yeah, so it was a horror, and I mean like. Nightmares fueled afterward, but yeah. like, or I had to watch a cartoon afterward. But like, um, like I, I don't that actually doesn't ruin that actually that's that that for me that's fun because like that's kind of a hearsay or like here or there kind of thing for me because I mean yeah like some kids obviously aren't allowed to aren't allowed to watch those but I mean kids totally watch those kind of yeah. horror movies and stuff. But then you have the 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 Hawaiian girl who doesn't seen... get a name after everybody else. Yeah, and. It's in some way that she's seen the entire series of the Twilight Zone because her father because her father has records and the entire series of Night Gallery. Yeah, and apparently one of the other kids is like, "Oh man, Night Gallery! I like Night Gallery. I remember Night Gallery." Yeah, and she's also seen the or listened to the one radio show which had the gas that turns people inside out. Yeah, so which you know it's funny. I, I I heard I heard that I was like. And before I realized where, when this movie, when the story was set, or when I assumed this series, the this, this story was set, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, it's like the Simpsons, hor- the the tree, yeah. uh, Treehouse of Horrors uh, yeah. episode where the the gas co- or the gas yeah. comes in and turns everybody inside yeah. out. Is that actually from? I guess. Wow, I am. <laughs> yeah, I am a late blue. Uh, I am a latecomer to uh, to media apparently because yeah, I I just thought that was a Simpsons thing when I first read that in the story, but then I just realized Simpsons parodied yeah. that. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Wow. All right. Uh, I, I go, I, I'm going to put my badge down for as a horror fan. <laughs> just going to walk away. No. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This so, has been another cultist confuddle. Yeah. And my mind also went to The Simpsons because yeah. that's the most. That's where a lot of people. Well, that's also where a lot of people probably saw that. Um, yeah. That scene. Exactly. But this is. Pre-Simpsons. Yeah, and so. we don't, uh, yeah, you don't really realize that until they start referencing other things. Like Pound Puppies, it had a modern, it has it has a modern day uh, revival. Yeah. Um, but it not until later. And actually, I, I think that's my next note. <laughs> is actually, uh, it's not my next note, but it's getting it's close. Um, where we do kind of get like a feel, a sense of where they are by like the rep, by the pop culture references the kids go through. Yeah. Um, do you want to continue then with that? Oh, the pop culture. Right? Yeah, like. Yeah, so like, um, yeah, so uh, this is the quote actually that kind of really set me off for like, oh, this is what this is actually what it's based off, or this is actually like probably around the time set. So if it was if it was the occasional good dream, okay, so this is with regards to like her having dreams. Like this is probably early, like later on in the story, like when she's going to sleep and like talk about like the dreams she usually has, which are usually like when they're bad dreams, they're usually just her being stressed out about schoolwork and some of that, being mm-hmm. a nerdy kid. And then when they were good dreams, as I'll say, oh. mm-hmm. uh, that's that's another thing is that all the kids on the bus seem to be nerds. Yeah, I did not notice. It. Yeah, like usually. Well, I mean, I mean, that's also like we're now, only here. We're only seeing it from like the th- the. Yeah. We're also like maybe just seeing the nerd herd. That's true because they. It is told at the beginning that they're returning from a school trip, mm-hmm. and going down this road that they don't normally go down because it's a, a different route. Yeah. Than normal, um, so so they could just yeah just could be the nerdy kids and there are no like other clique uh, or cliques um, yeah. on the bus or at least none that are paying attention to these nerds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, the 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 quote that kind of like makes you like wonder about the setting or the time setting. Um, if it was the occasional good dream, she was someone way more cooler, more confident. Like Wonder Woman in her American flag bikini, or Emma Peel in her skin-tight cat suit, or even Princess Leia in her gorgeous white gown and donut hairdo. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot of really like old references. And I'm like, okay, I think that this series is probably like the ambiguity of the entire story. Like, there's some ambiguity of like the setting, almost kind of foggy setting. <laughs> um, like you get, we get, we get details um, that. Like hint at where where it's set and when when yeah. it was set, yeah. Um, and yeah, like uh, basically based off of that and based off of other things in the story, I kind of got the sense that it was set somewhere in a coastal town. Um, I could have it could have gone east or western coast of north of, of the United States. Um, though with the Hawaiian girl, my guess was kind of leaning more toward the west side mm-hmm. uh, or the west coast. Uh, and based off of all the re- pop culture references, like the, um, they mention by description the fog uh, by John Carpenter, mm-hmm. um, and then like again all the night gale or night night gale night gallery uh, mm-hmm. references and some of that. And then with these refer- new references, I'm like, okay, so this is probably set in the early to mid '80s. And then you brought up something uh, with the uh, pound puppies because I did, like completely glossed over the pound puppies when I was like thinking of the references and stuff. Because that one, that show came out in the original cartoon show came out in '86. Yeah. So about clo- we're closer to the mid '80s to like maybe yeah. early late '80s. Yeah. Like somewhere in between the mid and late '80s is where when this series is actually taking yeah. place. Which I'm actually surprised that there's no He-Man reference. Yeah, I'm surprised not the like because there's a boy or at least yeah. one boy that actually were like yeah. Um, I mean whatever. Uh, also, that was when it was. <laughs> It was really popular. Like it came out in eighty three. Yeah, and then it ended in eighty five. But people were still talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then yeah. Also, uh, we do find out um, that the the story through the comments. Like if you read the comments, uh, she the the writer um, does actually reply to a couple of answers and like says that the show, the story was the town itself, Curtisville, mm-hmm. is based off of. Um, the town of McKinleyville, uh, which is on the, uh, and she she kind of placed the story itself in northwestern California, so it makes a little bit more sense. Like the, you do kind of get that through hints and like um, uh, through hints in the story of where it's set. And it, it, like it narrows, it, you can it doesn't quite narrow it, but you can kind of like get a general idea of where it's set 
Um, and then, yeah, in my head canon, um, and this may not even be true, because the char- uh, nobody's ever brought it up to the author, um, aside from like her saying that it was based off of the town of McKinleyville. Um, I want to think that the author named it after Jamie Lee Curtis, after mentioning the film The Fog, at least through description, in the story itself. <laughs> um, but yeah, like aside from that, because like, cause it just kind of like, seems like it would be like an appropriate reference slash nod to all these horror stories she keeps referencing in the story. So, it's just something I caught when I was like, while I was reading, it's like, I bet, I bet Curtis Phil is actually just kind of a nod to Jamie Lee Curtis, who was in The Fog. Um, but that's that's just a theory. A creepypasta theory. Creepypasta conspiracy theory. <laughs> wow, we're just we're, we're laying it on thick today with the cheese. Um, da, da, da. Uh, here's uh, here's another quote um, near the begin- going back to the beginning of the story. Um, I think this is a grammar Nazi thing as well as something. Uh, hang on a second. What is this? Yeah, this one is. Yeah, this one's a, a grammar Nazi uh, thing as well as a uh, uh, just kind of a comment on like how knowledgeable and world weary these kids are. Uh, this is uh, one of the char- one of the characters is saying this line. Uh, well, I still don't get why anyone would want to live so far down this godforsaken road like like this one. Um, I think it should be down a godforsaken road like yeah. this one. <laughs> um, and then yeah, basically my comment was just like. Also, like, there's a mention um, uh, uh, earlier, or, like, late after this comment, it's like, oh, they're probably just pot growers or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, how world-weary are these children that, like, know about this shit? Like, well, but then, at the same time, they don't know about this shit because of the fact that you have a super foggy area. Yeah. Marijuana needs sunlight. <laughs> That's true, yeah. And then, uh, you know what? Like, think about it, like, again, we don't need, to, we don't know and we don't need to know, like, their, their, like, their backstory. Like, we don't need to know how, like, they know about it. Like, it could, we could surmise yeah. that the character just, like, like, is basically uh, parroting something that they heard from their parents yeah. or something like that. But, again, at the same time, it's like, well... It, and it, but it's really not even, like, that necessary for the story itself. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it left, it left me, like, like... What? Like they're talking about like the oh they're probably pot smokers like pot uh, pot growers and uh, yeah. like who would live on this godforsaken road? Yeah, it it's something that doesn't need to be there, and it is technically a a big issue for someone of that age to bring up. Yeah, <laughs> and it's also yeah like it's almost kind of, yeah it's kind of a plot hole itself. Like it, it like you said like it, it really doesn't need to be there because it, it it has somebody like me or like I'm sure there's other people who read it. We were just like, Wait, what? <laughs> like, like asking that question. Like, how? Oh, like, uh, these kids are twelve. <laughs> yeah. Well, twelve, thirteen. Yeah. Junior high. Uh, so they're. So I guess, I guess they they know that they 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 didn't know they know some kind of that lingo. Um, but well, they're just... getting ready for high school. Yeah. <laughs> also, Ching Ching Chong was a thing around this time period as well. Yeah. So yeah. maybe I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just thinking too hard into it, but. Well, it, it just... A lot of the references don't really need to be there. Yeah. Like, that's the, the big... Like, I, I, like, I, I, like don't, I don't mind them being there, but, like, some of them, like, I, that are brought up, it kind of leaves you to, like... It, it leaves you to question, and that yeah. once you start questioning something in the story, you start losing yourself in the story. Yeah. Or from the story. Yeah. And using references to um, sort of explain... That worked like the whole pound puppies and saying yeah. that the one person looks like this character. Like you can look it up and be like, okay, that yeah. works. And if you have the foreknowledge of and having watched pound puppies, then you're like, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, or but, like, to, like even like to degree the, the near the end, like when we get like the the name drops of all the different characters, it helps you figure out where this is set or when this is set without telling you, oh, the year is 1986. Yeah. Uh, or it is the 80s. Like, you don't even need yeah. to say that. Like, it doesn't even need to go that far. You can just, like, by referencing older, like, like a specific, yeah. like, uh, decades, like, pop culture, yeah. you can kind of get a sense of what decade it's in. Yeah. Go Laserdisc! Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> 
But yeah, so like, but I do agree. Like sometimes, like, I, 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 I'm of the opinion that like uh, references help for familiar familiarity yes. until they are overdone. Yeah, and this was definitely overdone. Yeah, I, I feel like they probably. I mean, I don't know. Like it was maybe it's because I'm a fan of the '80s and like, uh, but like, yeah, like somebody like knew like, and obviously the author is a fan of the '80s, but like, it just seemed like. The like some like I don't know like some readers aren't gonna get it or they're gonna have to look up go online and look it up. Yeah, well, I had to look up a lot of really? references. Well, um, let me see if I can find the quote here. There's something the Hawaiian girl said. Her... Was it about the curses? No, no. Okay. Um, the Hawaiian girl. Um, he was talking about the fog that doesn't kill you and the leprous pirate ghosts and the stuff that turns you inside out. And then, uh, everyone gives her a weird look. Yeah. Yet, they should already know her. <laughs> yeah, well, unless, <laughs> or that well, she... or, or unless, like, I mean, again, like, maybe but, it, should have been, it should have been maybe mentioned that the Hawaiian girl was a new, was, was like, the new Yeah, girl. the new girl, yeah. Because, like... That's that's kind of what I again. It's it's kind of hinted at that like she's new or like yeah. that they're yeah that they don't give they her don't a name. they don't know her because we don't ever get a name. Yeah. Yeah. But then the main character says something that just sort of shrugs it all off. It's like, oh yeah, uh, I heard of the night marcher and the were sharks, and I was like, night marcher and were sharks, and I actually looked those up, and that's. Hawaiian culture. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Like, well, the main character, like, the main character knows about the Hawaiian girl's culture, (laughs) and yet she's the new girl. If they were friends, and the Hawaiian girl had a name, I would, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, I get get where you're going at with that. Um, Like, I mean, like, yeah, no, like, that that needs to be a little bit, that needs to be explained a little bit more, like, not even like why, like why she knows it, but like maybe give again give the Hawaiian girl a name. Yeah. Like don't <laughs> don't don't leave, like you you've named everybody a first and last name to the story, <laughs> uh, which I'll get to in a second because I have that, a comment on that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like so, yeah, were sharks and De- yeah. what was the the other one? Uh, Night marcher. Yeah, night marchers and were sharks. It's like that. I mean. I want to read some stories about those, but like, yeah, yeah. That, that that's some, you need some like you need a little more context than just oh yeah I've heard of those. Like, how have you heard of those? Yeah, I, I, did she do a did she do a report in class about it? If so, yeah. like it's like yeah no of course you know that I did that in that class in that class. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, yeah, but then she says that she doesn't understand or has never heard about the fog that turns you inside out. So that tells us that Olivia knows culture, but, but not know. movie culture or radio. And then, <laughs> but then she, at the end, like, it, she's, like, she's like, man, I gotta lay off the monster movies. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> apparently need to get a little, well, man, then again, they're, they don't actually say horror movies, they always say monster movies, so these kids yeah. are more interested in, like, in, like, the monster movies... And less yeah. of like you know like the horror vinyls and so, re- records and stuff like that. Except for that one kid who who agreed with um, the Hawaiian chick, or the Hawaiian, Hawaiian chick, the Hawaiian girl um, about Night Gallery. Yeah, yeah. I was like, um, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, that one episode really gave me the creeps. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then we never hear from the Hawaiian chick again. <laughs> well, in this again. story, like I, I yeah. it's yeah. yeah I'll, again, we'll get into that at the end near the end of my notes here. Um, sorry, moving right along here. Uh, I do have a, another quote uh, with some grammar Nazism, but also like a, a positive comment about it. So, land had always been cheap, and building regulations loose to non-existent in Curtisville, in combination with a rural working class, had led to shabby neighborhood of trailers and shacks well away from the main paved roads and freeways. So I think the sentence, like, so it's like working class had led to shabby, or to uh, to a shabby neighborhood mm-hmm. or shabby neighborhoods of trailers and shacks. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I kind of actually like this, this 
um, this description because it does kind of give you again another sense of like the town's setting and so that it just needs to be worked out a little bit better because mm-hmm. it is kind of a also it's wow that is a really that is one sentence yep okay yeah that is a run on sentence right there so otherwise like it's it's a good it's a nice description of like how gloomy and like kind of like the drab creepiness of this town or to show that kind of thing or it it paints a kind of good picture like for for visuals and stuff of mm-hmm. like what the setting's like but it needs to be worked out a little bit more because it's not yeah. perfect yeah um and then uh, oh here's here's another comment I have on uh Regarding the post box, because... Oh, yeah, right. This whole story started with a post box. Right, um, right. The explanation Madeline gave earlier served to dispel this fear of an uncertainty even further. And then my reaction to that was, that is a very specific, and let's face it, plot-driven fear <laughs> and yeah. uh, uncertainty. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it felt like, as she as she was going on at the beginning, like, it's like, that's a really... Like, that mailbox should not be there. No, guys, seriously, there's something weird with that mailbox. Guys, no, seriously, the plot is revolving around this mailbox. What's, what's wrong with this mailbox? <laughs> like, it, it felt very kind of, like, shoehorned in or, like, yeah. kind of, kind of put, not forced, pushed a little too far. Yeah. Um, especially at the at the beginning. And then nothing really comes out of it. No. Like, the whole, and we do find out, again, I've, again, you find out in the comments uh, of the story that the story was originally um, part of a, comp- a contest that she entered. Yeah. Um, revolving basically write a story about a picture or as a picture as a prompt mm-hmm. and the picture was a post box in the fo- on, a, on a foggy road but um, the monster uh, in the story which is to me I like the monster like, it's, it's a cool creepy uh, like creature mm-hmm. um, it's like this large the large skeletal hand well, I kind of assumed it was skeletal because of bony hand fingers no um, no it's just kind of like kind of like like well, it's a hand attached to a tentacle arm. Was the vision yeah. I got? Yeah. So it's still a hand. Okay, so it's just but... bony, like because it's like thin and probably. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, how you know? Actually, I just realized what it might. It's basically kind of a description of a, of a, a face hugger. Yeah. Only attached to. To if the tail just kept going off into the fog. Um, yet another '80s reference. Uh, but no, like in all seriousness, the, the monster itself. Also, I was never, I wasn't sure about the size initially, because like when it was keeping pace with her, like beside her, I was envisioning this like man-sized thing. Yeah. And then it lunged at her. And I was like, oh, she's done. And then like, like she's, she's gonna get grabbed and pulled into the fog. But no, and then it landed on her shoulders. Like, oh, so I guess it's only the size of a face. <laughs> it's because it's only she can see the attached tentacle. Oh god. <laughs> uh, that's the true horror of it. Um, no, it's thing, not because yep. of it. <laughs> you best. That's right god. for that response. <laughs> you, do you know the purpose? Or was that like your own, like, you, you fucked up and they're like, oh wait, I fucked up. Let's see how full of our. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, it, it, it's a cool, creepy little creature, but what does this have to do with the mailbox? Yeah. Um, I feel like the mailbox should have been like some kind of, there, there should have been some more like tie into the mailbox. Like maybe the creature, uh, like in the beginning of the dream, we see the mailbox and then it just kind of gets shrouded with darkness. I think we should have seen the mailbox change. Before it turned into the went into the darkness, mm-hmm. into something that we just never quite see, and then it turns out it was the hand creature. Yeah, uh, and then like even later on, like she thinks she sees something like like the, the the mailbox squirm a little bit when she looks out her window, and then she opens up and just a mailbox. Um, I think it she if you're gonna end it, like the story, it's got the mailbox for the from the from the prompt, but then it went a completely different direction from what the prompt was supposed to be. Yeah, well, and like if yeah, just like feel like if you're gonna. Like, there's no payoff to, like, why this thing was creepy. Yeah. Aside from it popped up in her dream, and then that space... And then when she woke up, she checked checked her mailbox from her window, and it was just a mailbox. And yeah. then she went back to bed. Yeah. It's almost like they had a story, and then said, oh, there's a writing prompt on Reddit. I'm going to edit this story. Shoehorn yeah, that yeah, yeah. thing. Kind of and then like. uh, post it and get... Internet points. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, 
Yeah, my suggestion if you were, if somebody was, if they were gonna like fix it or like, try to tie it a little bit closer would be to have like the the thing camouflage as the pit, the mailbox, yeah. like camouflage as something mundane. Um, also, yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, another thing. Finally, a story that has mostly, anyways, names for all the characters. Yeah, we no longer have to use Spooky Steve or. Spooky Sue. We have names. Uh, although the problem, though, is we have lots of full names, <laughs> which I could have lived without. Yeah. Like we don't need like everyone's. F- I mean, I, 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 like again, we do. It is kind of revealed after you read the story and then you check out. Like go down like a little bit further down there on the wiki between the comments and the story itself. That this there are more stories and uh, like there are. Th- this is apparently our sequels to this story. So like yeah. we get more. We get to know these characters a lot more. Um, um what? And the interesting thing is that we've been talking about the girl who has no name as the Hawaiian girl more than any of the other characters. That's why, why I said most of the characters are mentioned. <laughs> but I mean, it also kind of makes sense, like why she wouldn't be named if she was the new girl. But that's not really mentioned, and we're just kind of assuming that. Yeah. Because everyone else is named except for her. Yeah. Um. Well. And technically, Olivia's sisters. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, they're, they're mentioned. They're mentioned at yeah, the end. I, but I, I'm fine with them not being named. Um, but um, my question is actually, what if? Oh, like now, this is something. This is like a premature premonition of what's to come in the series because we're definitely going to be doing the other stories. Because um, I actually really, I do like like spoilers. I do actually like this. I actually did like reading the story, but uh, and I wanted to read more. But I'm wondering if the Hawaiian girl, the reason why she's not named is because she's the center of the oddness, or the weirdness. Hmm. Like, she's actually, like, the, possibly the puppet master of this whole thing. And that she just never is given a name because of that. Because she's not actually a real person. But she's this, like, ghost or creature or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll find out in the next next couple stories. If my premonition was actually accurate or if I'm just bullshitting up my ass like usual. <laughs> um, well, it's just a suggestion. It's an idea or like a, a theory. Yeah. I, I don't know if it'll hold out or not. Um, yeah, I mentioned the beginning of the war. Satisfying. Um, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, the, the mailbox thing was a little bit on the nose, a little too pushed. Yeah. Also, yeah, the primary scary moment in the story, like the hand, like mm-hmm. the cat thing, is all in a dream. Yep. But there is, while I was reading the story, there was sort of an uncertainty as to whether she was going to wake up and actually like kind of seep into reality, like into her reality, um, especially when she like opened up the window and like she saw, she saw something outside, um, and then she went back to bed. The story kind of leaves off with that and kind of leaves off with this ambiguity, but I'm not actually angry or like disappointed with that because it kind of leaves your mind to wander and wonder was it was it just in the dream or was it, is there something going to grab her like in the next like like after this it, it's not it's it's ambiguous at the end but it's not unsatisfying to me hmm. um but i mean that's just how i read it like i was like oh that's like and i want there to be more and thankfully this is actually the first in a series of stories Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it just like it ended pretty. It, to me, that the ending, while it was kind of ambiguous as to like, oh no, it was just a dream, or was it? Um, left me kind of like satisfied hmm. in terms of like it was a good zinger, or it was a good like uh, it was a good like end without doing like a like doing that like obviously like, writing in of the obvious like oh was it a dream or like having something in there like it just basically ends and then you're like and then you like after you've done it's like wait. Is, is that thing still? Is that thing out there? Like, is it like is it in her dreams or is it like actually seeping out into reality? What the hell? Um, I don't know. That's how I got. That's what I got out of the end of the story. Um, and yeah, yeah, like the series. It's it's a series of stories, so we'll get our chance to see what happens next, or I guess we'll get to hear from some of the other characters. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically my notes on the story. Uh, Mikey, do you have anything else? Um, well, just one more okay. note in regards to the mailbox. Like, they notice it on the return trip, or yeah. the main character notices, notices it on the return trip. Doesn't necessarily mean that it wasn't there. She just, 
Yeah. And when they initially like, went she out, just like cause... staring outside the whole time and has photographic memory. Well, and also you can only look out one side of a bus. Yeah. So sure, if like... you have assigned seating, you're only looking out the one side. So yeah. on the way there, she wouldn't have seen it because it was on the other side of the road. Yeah. Unless there wasn't assigned seating and she ended up on both uh, on the same side uh, of the road both times, but. Again, it's not mentioned. It's not mentioned, but that's the basic way I went. It's like, you're on a bus, there's no guarantee that you're on the yeah. same side as you left on. Or... Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it is kind of a plot hole. Yeah. And the guy who has a mouse. Yeah! Like, like it, it, it's, it's not even his, it's his brother's. Yeah, he's feeding a mouse, making it do tricks for him on a bus. That they just had a field trip for. Yeah. And then puts it back in his pocket. Yeah. Like, I don't think that would fly. No. At all. <laughs> like, I, I mean, mean... it. it I, 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 I want to think that I've heard that trope before, but I'm not sure if I'm confusing, uh, like, not, not, not for creepypastas, but, like, I mean, like, just, like, children in horror movies or horror stories like like, like the plucky like the goonie style kind of like tropes mm. like i want to think that there's like there's a trope of like kid with a rat or a mouse pet that like is super smart but i'm not sure if i'm confusing that with harry potter <laughs> and ron weasley and his rat <laughs> but yeah like like it's it sounds it, to me it feels like it 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 belonged there until it's brought up that it, like until you till you brought it up it's like yeah, I mean, it, it's obviously like it, it did sink in when I was like, "Why is that's just not that's not not responsible at all?" Yeah, they have this mouse in your pocket. Like, what if you fall? Like, or yeah. like yeah. all sorts of things. Like, what if it gets lost? Like, what if you get you lose it? Like, your yeah. brother's gonna be pissed. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just all a matter of like there's 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 slightly there's some slight wrongness with that. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 uh here's my grammar Nazi thing. Ooh. Uh. Said a Hawaiian girl besides Russell. <laughs> besides Russell. <laughs> so either either it's supposed to be beside Russell or besides Russell, who's also a Hawaiian girl. Yeah. <laughs> I think I remember here reading that, but like again, just fixing it. But yeah. But it's hilarious. Besides Russell. <laughs> Sorry, Russell. Um, yeah. And then the the ending is like, oh, it's a dream. Yeah. That I didn't really care for that. The I was totally expecting a second ending, <laughs> as I've mentioned earlier, cultist, oh, and it's oh. all his fault. Okay, uh, but <laughs> anyway. To be fair, that is not my fault. <laughs> we watched Phantasm. I, I I showed I, I showed you Phantasms over the weekend. And the fact that you, like, with no context to this, like, I didn't even mention this this the story until I sent you the link. Yeah. And you that like that expectation is on you, sir. Yeah. Anyway, so basically, she has this dream. She wakes up, goes to the window, and I was so expecting the hand to just show up and like grab her throat and take her out of the window. Like, boy, girl. <laughs> I won't, I won't lie, like, I was expecting there to be something, like, we never actually get it in the story, but I was, um, I was kind of okay with it, because it, it, it felt like that was going to be the, like, the, the reader could literally just, like, insert that last sentence mm-hmm. after the last sentence ends, like, and then the thing was, like, b- above her the whole time, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I don't know, like, I, I don't, I don't mind, I didn't mind the, like, I was, I was at first concerned about the dream sequence thing. I know you probably wouldn't like it, because it's a dream, it's kind of harmless, it, it's hard to... At a kind of threat level when it's in, when they're in dreams, uh, except mm. unless it's Freddy Krueger <clears throat> or it's that kind of situation. Um, but I don't know. The, the, to me, like after I finished reading, it, I was like, yeah, it was a dream. But it also hints that it might have not been a dream, or like or that the dream stuff was leaking into the real world. So I, I kind of got that insinuation, um, and that's a, a lot of the story is very kind of I don't know. The story is kind of subtle with it. Like it, it well, it's it's odd, like. As obvious of the references to that, it's subtle in its um, in how it like hints at things, like it hints at like the time period, the setting, um, and even like the horror and stuff like that. Near by by the very end, 
uh, is kind of a subtle like nods and hints and stuff like that. So I don't know. I liked it for that. Like I liked it. It, it was a it was a good intro. What it what it felt like was it was a good intro to something. And I was like, if this had been a standalone, I would have wanted more. But because we, it's a series, I'm kind of excited for the next bit because of it. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm just quickly rereading the end here, and there's a nerd reference. Oh, jeez. Uh, Olivia raised the window till the wind and rain blew upon her pale, elfin-like face <laughs> and rushed her. Olivia, what do your elfin eyes see? <laughs> yeah. I saw Elfin and I, 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 I didn't I didn't roll my eyes but I'm like okay <laughs> 80s nerds <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons was a thing in the 80s <laughs> yeah. yeah it was also kind of a lot like not quite poet po- not quite poetry but like it was kind of a lot of the descriptions were kind of like not like they were kind of poetic or kind of like um, flowery mm. to a degree but not in like the like they, they didn't use like super big words, but like they I don't know it, it was like there's a lot of really good descriptions of me like they're like the, the pictures the the word pictures were painted fairly well for me in the story but so I guess are we uh, are there anything else to comment on this one no I I think that's pretty well it okay um, well I guess for recommendations then um, yeah I'd recommend it I mean it's not. A perfect piece of, of writing, but it's it, it's a good start to to uh, to a story to like a, to a longer series of stories. Um, at least I hope so, <laughs> and I hope that the other stories have like kind of the same like uh, sense of wonder that I that I'm getting from this one. Um, I think that's really what it is. Is that I kind of had a sense of wonder of like or like uh, it, it it just kind of like had like a sense of nostalgia for me, um, and so I'd recommend it for that kind of thing if you're like minded like myself. Um, yeah, I, I'm recommending it. Okay. I, on the other hand, I'm not going to recommend it. Okay. Uh, the way too many pop culture references in such a short period, and to sort of follow the conversation that the characters are having, you have to have Google up and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't heard the references. If you haven't heard the references or don't know yeah, what they're like, talking about. Yeah, like, it's it's kind of a story written by a fan for fans of certain, like, of 80s stuff, basically. Yeah. Or slightly later, or slightly earlier. Um, yeah, like, I mean, it's not it's not perfect. Yeah. By any means, but... And while the, the monster was unique, nothing happens. Yet. <laughs> yet. And I mean, yeah, as a standalone story... Yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah like there, it was a dream, and actually, the, the writer even mentions that the, this was inspired by also also by a dream they had. Um, like that's where I think the monster and stuff came from. So, um, and actually, like some stories you've done uh, recently, where they it's it's felt like it was a transcription of a dream, and they just never did anything with this. I find this one took that the idea of like using a dream as an inspiration and then expanding on it because they do expand on yeah. it a little bit. Um, I don't know, like, I, you, you don't like the, uh, the, the, like, you don't find the threat in this one. I think there is a threat in this, but it's not, uh, like, an, uh, it's not, like, a blatant, like, attack on them yet. I think they're being stalked by something, or at least it's insinuated that something is starting to creep into their lives. Um, but again, well, again it merits that if this story was standalone, I would probably not recommend it because I want more. Um, yeah, but, but the fact that it is isn't the start of a, it is the start of a stories of a series of stories. I'm inclined to recommend it because it has some context coming up, maybe, or no, that's not the word. Um, like it has some continuity coming, um, potentially. Yeah. yeah, it has some. Yeah, I, I, I well, and we'll see. I guess when what the other stories hold in terms of uh, yeah. their connection to this one, because they are they do claim to be sequels to this story. Or sequels to that story, and then the sequel to that. That story, like it continues on the story. The narrative is there, is continuing on. Uh, we're just reading basically chapter one. Yeah, but the problem is that it's its own story. Yeah, it's an isolated story. But at the same time, being a series, it's like, well, if I just read this story, 
Yeah. It doesn't entice me to continue reading the series just really? based on the fact that there's nothing really scary other than a dream. See, we we have very differing like opinions on like when it comes to like horror with dreams or horror with tech. Because like I love that kind of shit. <laughs> like I don't mind like like dreams have just as much reality to me as reality, as waking world. When it wow. comes to horror and stuff like that. And like this one, like yeah, like she's attacked and then she like wakes up. And then she goes to check her window, and she's not. We're not. We're not sure if the thing from the dream is actually out there now. Like it feels like there, or even if she's like maybe still in the dream kind of thing. I don't know. Like I mean, it's it's different opinions. Um, we there's things on this on this series. Uh, there's things on this this show that we've never been able to agree on. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm and I'm not trying to like overtake your uh, opinion right now. That like. If you don't like that kind of like, if you don't like like the fact that it doesn't have any kind of real threat because it's a dream, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So if you're like-minded, I guess to Mikey, um, you're not gonna like the story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I guess yeah, I'll recommend it, but you won't. Yeah. All right. It's good. One out of two stars. <laughs> Alright, well, that has been our episode this week. If you like what you heard, if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted. Uh, we're on Kiwi6, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Uh, we're both on Twitter. Mikey is at E Stands for Evil. I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, you can check us, or uh, you can, we're on iTunes, so leave us a rating or review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, you can send us an email at aldentebriamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like us to discuss on the show. Um, also, you can check out the title cards for each episode on either crazonstudios.tumblr.com or on the YouTube channel where we have the video versions of each episode. Uh, also, if you'd like to support us, go to Patreon, look up Aldente Rigamortis. We have backer tiers that give you... Special episodes, uh, early access, and behind-the-scenes kind of announcements and comments and, and content. So, uh, yeah. just uh, Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. And I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well. <laughs>